0: a critical deadline for lawmakers and the country things are looking good and very optimistic in washington plenty of hope i thought we made
1: progress last night we got to make more progress now
0: but almost no time left failure to reach a debt deal is setting off alarm on wall street and intensity on the house floor stop holding our nation's economy hostage Dangerous! It's unconscionable.
2: My message to my Republican colleagues is: hold the line.
0: Can the sharply divided Congress compromise when the economy itself is at stake? Next.
3: This is Washington
0: Week. Good evening, and welcome to Washington Week. I'm Lisa Desjardins. The United States, the world's largest economy, is days away from an unprecedented debt default and a toxic ripple effect across the government because President Joe Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy cannot agree on how to raise the nation's borrowing limit or debt ceiling. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen announced today that the nation could run out of money to pay its bills as soon as June 5th, giving the president, speaker and negotiators slightly more breathing room to strike a deal and get it through Congress. One core issue spending cuts
4: it's really coming down to one thing this has been about spending the democrats have never wanted to stop the amount of spending that they're going they want to just keep adding and adding and adding speaker mccarthy and i have a very different view of who should bear the burden of additional efforts to get our fiscal house in order i don't believe the whole burden should fall on the backs of middle class and working class americans my house republican friends disagree
0: As a possible deal started to form this week, so did tension. A waterfall of speeches cascaded onto the House floor.
3: We're less than a week away from defaulting on our debt. We
2: should all be outraged. My colleagues on the other side of the aisle want more, more government. They want more taxes. They want more spending.
0: The two sides are so far apart that the House left town and loudly disagreed about whether that mattered.
1: If some new agreement is reached, members will receive 24 hours notice in the event we need to return to Washington for any additional votes. You have presented our country with an impossible choice, devastating cuts or
0: devastating default. And now you're sending us home with no resolution. All this political brinksmanship is having real-life consequences as the clock ticks closer to debt, even if it is now more than a week away from the so-called X date. And at least two credit rating agencies this week placed the U.S. on a review or negative ratings watch. Joining me to discuss this and more are Farnoosh Amiri, a congressional reporter for the Associated Press, Peter Baker, the chief White House correspondent at The New York Times, John Bresnahan is the co-founder of Punchbowl News, and Francesca Chambers is the White House correspondent for USA Today. It has been quite a murky, confusing, and difficult month, I think, for all of us in Washington and for the country. I'd like to have a clear look for the country at this table, a clear look at the mud, shall we say. Bres, let's start with you. The $1 trillion, $10 trillion, $100 trillion question is where are negotiators tonight? Where are we?
1: Well, they don't have a deal yet. And as your lead in showed, uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen put an X date, what they call the X date today. And it's... she established that it's going to be June 5th, which had been, it, she'd been kind of fudging it. And I think that actually, it hurts and it helps both at the same time. It gives them a hard deadline. And... uh, But it extended it by four days. And we all know Congress, if they have four more days, they're just going to talk for four more days, OK? So... But they... You know, I talked to some senior Republicans on the way over here tonight. They don't have a deal. They're back in the Capitol tonight. They're still talking to the White House. they think they're close, but, you know, it's the last mile. They still don't have an agreement on spending. They don't have an agreement on spending caps. And they don't have agreement on work requirements for the social programs. The three big issues, they still have not resolved those.
0: Anoush, what's your reporting? We've all been standing in the hallways a lot together in the last week. What's your reporting tonight? And take us through this timeline. If we, June 5th, is that now enough time for a deal to make it through Congress without sweating it? I mean, even with June 1st, which is what we've all been operating
3: under, it was going to be tight, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the House has to pass it, and then it goes to the Senate. And the Senate, you know, there's been senators who... Republican senators who have already, you know, pledged to block any sort of spending Slow it down. Slow it down with amendments, Mm -hmm. you know, as the Senate is already a slow process, slow it down even more. So the timeline was already looking really tough for both the White House and House Republicans. This does give them some breathing room, but as Brez said you know, Congress does not need more time, because the more time they have, the more time they will spend negotiating. And this kind of gave them this, like, okay, we have to get it done by this date. and now that's pushed that further along.
0: Peter, I saw you nodding when Brez said, it's good and it's bad to have more time here. Are lawmakers going to relax too much
4: here, or does this at least give them something concrete? Washington only works when there is the currency of an uh, urgent deadline, right, with the notion that you're going to fly off that cliff like Thelma and Louise, that's the only time they get anything done. And when you tell them, well, the deadline is kind of fudgy here, it's June 1st, now it's June 5th, they're not going to necessarily believe it. And the, the worry would be, okay, yeah, you say June 5th, but really you mean June 8th, don't you? Or Maybe June 15th. If you get to June 15th, you get those tax revenues coming in, so really we could go until, July or whatever. And you don't want to give them any room for fudging because then you really do take the chance that you head off that cliff without realizing it.
0: Francesca, is there a sense of urgency at the White House? There have been questions about who feels urgency and when. We've heard the president sound calm, everyone's measured, but we're getting down to it. What's it feel no, like? No, it there? was it was
2: pretty calm at the at yeah. the White House today. I was over there most of the day. I, I think that both sides you can hear in what they're saying that they believe that they're getting close to a deal because you've already started to see the maneuvering now over who's won and who's lost as Democrats at the White House are laying out, Well, we got We at least in theory will have spending caps through the beginning of 2025, a debt ceiling raise through the beginning of 2025. That puts President Joe Biden in a situation where he doesn't have to renegotiate this before the 2024 presidential election. So they're already trying to sell this as a win. Meanwhile, Republicans are highlighting the number of concessions that Democrats have already given out and calling it a win for themselves. So I think that that's how you can draw the conclusion that they're getting closer to a deal, is that they're now both trying to say that they're winning on this fight.
0: But what about the pressure on the Republicans so far? Wall Street really has not had a big reaction to the situation. Brez, should we be expecting Wall Street to act more? And will that change the results we see on Capitol Hill?
1: It would. I, I think we were both shocked. We, You had Pramila Jayapal, who's the head of the chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus. She was calling on Wall Street to bash <laughs> Republicans. I mean, the irony of that, Pramila <laughs> Jayapal calling on Wall Street to bash the other party, I mean, it was something. Um, right now, the, you know, Wall Street, the market was up today, yeah. you know. Uh, now. The debt markets, the interest rates, uh, mortgages are getting more expensive. There is in the debt markets. There is definitely concern there, but in the in the stock market, it's not there yet. But I do think if we get into next week and there is not a deal, I do think we'll start because we now have an X date, right? We right. now have this is the you know the Thelman and Louise. This is the car goes off the <laughs> cliff, right? It's out there. Yellen has said it, it kind of sets us up like 2011, when you had Timothy Geithner saying this was the date. We got within two dates of it, and the market was upset. And I think if we get into next week and there's not a resolution of this, where it looks like they'll go past June 5th, I think there's going to be, you're going to see a lot more fear, I think, creep into the financial markets.
0: There's so much to talk about here. As you said, there's three big items that still haven't been closed yet. But the one that seemed to be getting a lot of attention today was work requirements. I want to talk to you about that, because it seems like both sides are digging in on that. Republicans said point blank today, no way in hell, one of the negotiators said that he would give in on work requirements. You cover progressives. Is there any chance they're going to concede? And then how do they square that circle?
3: So I think that's what you see this, the tension between Biden and House Democrats over the past week. I mean, they have not been at the table at all in this, at, at least not in a way that we have been able to report or see for ourselves. And so this week you saw progressives take that into their own hand. They wanted to be part of the narrative. They saw Republicans coming and talking to reporters five, six, seven times a day. The White House is quiet. Biden is not saying anything. So progressives and, and you know Pramila Jayapal wanted to take the narrative back into their own hands to be able to say, we are not going to pass just any bill. The president can't... This is what she told me today. The president can't just call us up and say, this is what we've negotiated. You're going to vote on this for me, the way that he did with Build Back Better and the infrastructure bill. Like, that's not the same progressive caucus. he's
4: feeling we'll the heat. Today. You can yeah. see he's feeling the mm-hmm. heat, because what's fascinating is the president left, of course, for the weekend. That, there's a lot of criticism about whether he should have done that. He headed off to Camp David this evening, and as he's heading off to the uh, Marine One helicopter, says, I'm very optimistic, it looks like we might have a deal, we might know whether we'll have a deal as early as tonight. Twenty-seven minutes later, his White yeah. House puts out a statement <laughs> saying, whoa, no way, work requirements, no way we're doing it, we're taking money out of the, out of the uh, fee- food, out of the uh, mouths of poor people to pay for tax cuts for the rich, suddenly laying down that hard line. Now, why are they doing that? not because of the republicans because they're trying to signal to the progressive yeah we got your back on this and the question is whether that's really blowing things up or whether that's just posturing for the purpose of the politics Biden of it. is an optimist though
2: right yeah. we know this about him he, he is an optimist and you know, the White House has made the point repeatedly that every time he's discounted, he's able to work these things out. But that was under a different uh, a different Congress. That was not under a Republican-run House. And one thing that you do see happening now is you're starting to see that whip count start. And you have Democrats, like Leader Jeffrey saying, well, we need to know how many votes you think that you're going to be able to get right. for us to know how many votes that we need to give you. Well, Let's break then, down well, that I map. Did, yeah, I, for us. I,
1: One of the Republicans I was talking to tonight Jeffries was on another network talking about this this afternoon, and this Republican was saying to me, the more Democrats complain about this, the better it is for Republicans, the better it is for McCarthy. He's like, every time Jeffries goes out there and says something bad about this deal, I get more votes. Now, they'll lose it on the left, and they still got to get to 218, um, but it's, you know, it, the worse it is, the, if Pramila Jayapal and all these guys are upset, that's g- good for McCarthy. Uh, the other way around would be bad for McCarthy. So you know, it's it's going to be close. It's going to it's not going to they're not going to be 300 votes. Yeah,
3: yeah. they're whipping. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jaya Paula yeah. has been whipping against permitting reform. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's been whipping against work requirements. She's been whipping against spending caps. I mean, these are and they have the largest caucus of the 100
0: voting members more than
3: 100 it's like i believe it's 101 or 2 or 3 so that was more than 100. a vote. yeah 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 yes. exactly yes there's exactly. a lo- yes. largest caucus in the House Democrat yeah. conference and so if they say no and some centrists who have been vocal about work requirements They say no. The math, again, as I like to say, is not mathing for anyone.
0: Another topic of conversation this week that Fernouche alluded to earlier has been the messaging here. I want to show a bit of Kevin McCarthy, just one small fraction of the times that we saw him this week. (laughs) I honestly lost count of how many times I was running into him in the hall. He was coming out and talking to us dozens of times during this week. There is an advantage to Capitol Hill, obviously. We have far more access to far more people. Not that this table is split between White House and <laughs> correspondents here, but Francesca, I want to ask you: Do you think the White House is is aware of the idea that they had that they lost the narrative game here early on?
2: So the White House is saying that the reason that you don't see them out there more is because they think that it would be hurtful to getting a deal for them to be negotiating in public. But as far as you were talking about the progressives, I was talking to. Um, one leading progressive in an outside group today, who was saying that if they give anything more away at the White House, they do not think that they can get progressives on board with this deal. So, trying to signal to the White House that they, they can't give up the work, uh, the, the work permits, they cannot give up permitting reform. Sorry, work requirements, permitting reform, and that they need to draw a line here. At the same time, though, the problem is that that Republicans would not right. would not have enough support right now for the deal if it if it stands where it is.
0: Peter, has the White House been out front? They're sort of playing a traditional game here. Kevin McCarthy's changing the rules.
4: Yeah. Well, look, it's, look, Biden told us in Japan just last weekend, don't pay attention to any of this stuff. It's just theater, okay? I've been through this, he says, which of course he has been for 50 years. I mean, like, Bres and I have done a few of these back to what, Miller Filmore or something (laughs) like that, but this is the (laughs) way it works, right? They go out and they, they fight and they argue and they posture and don't pay attention, he says, to the theater because we'll eventually get there. But at the same time, it's his own White House sort of playing the theater, right? On the one hand, saying, don't pay attention, and then they'll come out and say something in the briefing, like, look at these terrible Republicans. But they're more than happy to have Hakeem Jeffries do the dirty work, to have him be the one being the louder voice while they concentrate on getting the deal at the table. And then they'll try to sell it. It took a minute. McCarthy needed this,
1: though. Hmm. I mean, I think we'd all agree. McCarthy, this is is the entire Congress. This was the biggest moment of the 118th Congress. Um, And he needed this. After January, I, the White House and his or his own public standing was, you know, the 15 votes and he barely got there and the conservatives, you know, dragged him over the coals and, you know, but they didn't think they'd, he'd pass a debt limit bill. And he did. And then this he needed to do this. And they were smart about this. Biden is, you know, he's old school, but it's, you know, the media today is 24 seven social media. McCarthy and those guys were smart about it, and the House Republican leadership, they were smart about it. Mm-hmm. And by Wednesday, Thursday, you saw the Democratic leadership. Oh, yeah. They were really upset. I mean, mm-hmm. Hakeem Jeffries and Catherine Clark and Pete Aguilar, they went out to the steps and just right. railed on McCarthy for like a half an hour. And we were told the White House didn't even want them to do that. So, you know...
3: There's a risk to what the White House is doing. The the entire narrative has been shaped by Republicans, specifically, you know, Garrett Graves, Patrick McHenry, and Mm -hmm. Kevin McCarthy. Well,
4: and the whole argument is on the Republican turf, right? The Democrats actually haven't come into this negotiation asking for something. They didn't come in asking for an increase in the minimum wage or more spending on this or that. They're playing defense on the spending we already are doing that they like. And the thing that they're getting in return is that the debt ceiling is raised. Well, that's not much of a gift if the country has to do it all along. So a lot of progressives are ups, upset about that.
0: But that's where things have flipped this time. You know, usually we've tracked these for forever. Usually it's whoever's making the demands, which is usually Republicans, who loses in the eyes of the public. They are seen as hostage takers,
1: but not this time. But Biden has a Biden has a different agenda here than the House Democrats. House Democrats yes. need five seats, right. and they need chaos. Right? They need they him. need
4: McCarthy to fail.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And in this case. Biden needs McCarthy to succeed. He right. needs to raise the debt limit, as you say. And, and you know, he
4: likes the bipartisan
1: image that he, he has so
4: and, and that's he, important to him next year.
1: Mm. And he's talking to the center on immigration. Mm. He he did on the DC crime bill. I mean, he's tacking to the center. He's running for re-election. And they're not in the same place. Their mm-hmm. goals are not quite the same that's here. Right. And but I I'll, think it's a it's really interesting dynamic.
3: I will say on the messaging front, I think there is a risk to how public you negotiate this right because the more your members start Always. to find out what is in it what is in it you saw mccarthy get defensive about that today saying don't believe anything until they've seen it you know there this is why i mean biden right. knew that if his members found if house democrats found out some of the things that he was willing or has been yeah. talking about budging on that would not be a good
2: look for them right the and one democrat apart. telling me today they see this as a C-minus deal, the way that it that it stands right now, and that they feel – another person telling me that they feel like they've got nothing mm-hmm. on their side of the ledger. To go mm-hmm. back to what your point was, what have what Democrats actually – actually want out of this other than lifting the debt ceiling, which Not is a essentially what Republicans yeah. said the only thing that they were going to give them in this.
0: Quick yeah. question about Kevin McCarthy, though. It's all kind of a heat on Biden a little bit. but. Right now, everyone's praising Kevin McCarthy. Everyone's friends with him. They're all ship very happy with him at this moment.
1: To a degree. To, to, a, a, degree. to a degree. Exactly. Right.
0: Is his job still potentially in jeopardy if he can't land this correctly?
1: I don't. I mean, he doesn't believe so. His allies, they don't believe so. I think, you know, they've they've he passed the Limit Save Grow Act. Whatever you say about it, he got 218 votes for it, and he passed it, and he got to the table with Biden, which is where he wanted to be. He wanted where he wanted to be all along. And he has, up until this point, he's, you could say, they have fought the White House to a draw, and Mm -hmm. and maybe even have an edge. Now, he's got to, like you said, he's got to land the plane. You're going to lose people on the right, no matter what. Uh, You know, Tom Massey and Chip Roy, they probably, they're going to, they're looking for reasons to vote no. I mean, to be honest, when they try to bring in immigration and other issues this week, they're looking for a reason to vote no, or oppose it, or at least to go on TV. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, he's going to lose some votes on his right. There, there are a number of members who just won't vote for it. They, it could be their bill, and they wouldn't vote for it. Um, and, you know, so, and they understand that they, I think they're, I think they feel confident where they were. I don't think he feels like he's going to be challenged at all right now. But, you know, we have to see where these, where, where you know, where this, the last 10 days will be the big ones.
0: I do want to remind our viewers, we've done this before, but it's important for us on this show to do, to talk about the consequences of a, of a debt default or what happens if we can't pay our bills. Just a few of them that we would talk about, potentially one million jobs lost in the short term. In addition, there could be a possible recession if it were to go on for more than a couple of days. We could obviously see changes in our credit ratings. We've already had warnings about that, as we just reported. Likely cuts in Medicare, Social Security. We don't know what would be cut in terms of government funding yet military paychecks, among the many federal workers that could also see paychecks delayed. So we are all smart. We've all covered this a long time. Let's figure this out. What do we think a deal could actually look out in spending cuts, permitting, work requirements? Where what's, what's the path here? We know two years of raising the debt ceiling, right. right? And some kind of middle figure for spending cuts, is that right? Yeah. What are we talking about? Well, the
4: spending depends on where you start your baseline, right? Do You right. say you're freezing it from last year's level or this year's level, and that's sort of one of the important
2: things. What they're at right because- now is basically a flat line over fiscal year 2023. So they wouldn't – you wouldn't see – you would see this two-year cap, potentially some sort of a deal where, in the second year, you would get a one-year spending increase. The, the difficulty about that is, one Democrat put it, though, to me, is that Joe Biden is an old-school Democrat who likes to tax and he likes to spend. And this would really constrain him over the next two years for anything else that he might want to do.
1: Well, I mean, there will be said so there's going to be some carve-out for military funding and veterans, and veterans. funding. They, 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 do you so, think that'll be in, in the,
2: the deal, cr- or is that a
0: handshake? Oh,
1: I think it. Uh, I deal. think it. I think it has to be in the deal. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. way. I, I. I don't know. I think he, McCarthy can't go to the floor without that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he needs his hawks. He especially needs, after what happened. Especially, exactly, and he yeah. needs. He needs veterans. He can't. He can't. can't he that. can't give that away. How they play the annual appropriations bills is going to be another thing that's a really complex mechanism. I do think right now they're fighting over the spending caps. They were going to do a two-year spending cap. The Republicans want more because they don't want this to just snap back in the future. They want to argue that we've changed the 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 course of government spending. We've really done it here, um, and you just can't be until 2020 of a wink and a nod, and you yeah. know Congress gets to lift it last year, uh, next year. What strikes me about this, and you talk about this, is that there are a lot. In in 2011, it was. We came close to default, but now there's some Republicans who treat like default right. as like a glorified mm-hmm. shutdown. Right. Government. And it's not this that's is that's this that's is that's like right. as long as I've been covering Congress, this is like Default was, right. you know, this is the atomic bomb of. Yeah, you, know, you should
4: understand this is not yeah, a government shutdown. This is They've not never a seen this before. Mm-hmm. The things you described, they may think, oh, we've seen this before in a government no. shutdown. No. It's different yeah. than a government Nothing. shutdown.
0: And global also, those are just the effects global, here right. in, in right. this country. The world's
4: the biggest global.
1: economy defaults on a 31 right. trillion dollar debt. There's, mm-hmm. that's not, that's not something that's happening.
4: We don't before, know what's going to And looming in the wings is Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Right? right. We didn't mention him tonight, but for Kevin McCarthy, one of the factors he has to worry about, and he's trying to manage that, is to keep. Trump from blowing this thing up, or at least coming after him if he makes a deal, because he's going to make a deal, right? He wants to make a deal. Biden wants to make a deal. They actually want to show that Washington works, by the way, which is kind of oddly old-fashioned. And Trump, of course, is not want Washington no. to work. It's not in his interest.
0: But speaking of attention-getting things, is it just me, or does it feel like the country and even the capital there there isn't that same sense of urgency even yes. for some of the government shutdowns? fear factor is not Why there. Why is that? If we all, is this the new normal, and we, we don't understand how significant it is? What's going on here? Yes. I don't know. I mean, everyone
3: has been saying the other side doesn't have urgency. I will say going... I mean, they all left for <laughs> the memorial days, so that doesn't <laughs> right. help their case. Right. 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 I, think it, I think it
1: changed today with Yellen. But I, I think Yellen... I, 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 think, think, Yellen right. Right. I think Yellen right. Right. I, Maybe I mean, Yellen's, this was a huge moment. Yellen Yellen is saying this is the end of the world in 10 days, so... On the other
3: end of that, I will say, as someone who's talked to Republicans, not just Freedom Caucus, who don't take anything, any date Yellen gives seriously, Mm -hmm. I don't know if this helps in Mm -hmm. that. I mean, they, they were saying, oh, June 1st that could be any day like and so
0: now that it's June 5th I don't think that'll help I've often wondered if that's a talking point though if that's just rhetoric that they're saying
1: I saw her letter today it was pretty specific she was talking about right about the, oh, no, the question that no. seriously
3: No I mean long. I think yeah. some of them will seriously oh, yeah. it's the same ones that would never have voted for this so it's yeah. not a big problem no. for McCarthy but still a concerning But this
1: has grown discussion. over the last decades It's the Tea Party I remember the Tea Party guys I remember talking to one I remember back at that time, I and mean, he thought, you know, default wasn't a big deal. Now you get to like, Mia McCarthy has said we can, you know, default. We can still pay our debt. Wouldn't you know, control- make it. You not yeah, tell yeah, Biden. I right. won't right. let it
3: default. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, so like they now they see this as somewhat of a viable option, and and there is very there is true. There is very little.
4: Yellen is not. He's not we're unpopular, pretty pretty but they don't. Do do We've we do we been through yeah. four For, years when everything that was unthinkable. Okay. actually has happened, yeah. right, in so many different ways. So that's why things this doesn't seem quite as scary, I think, as it once did. I,
2: I do think we're a little bit numb to it, because yeah. in the end, they always do get a deal, right, for the most part. It, I mean, no matter... It's always down uh, to the deadline, uh, down know. to the work. I, I know.
1: know. We're, we're talking about... We the I like totally know. We've had no, the, the longest place. government shutdown in history. Yeah. It's you difficult. You know, we... Uh, yeah. pay um, a price for it. You know, we... And, frankly, the... you know. Look, I do think the Democrats got a lot of spending in the last Congress, and I do think they have a lot to defend. But, you know, that that there's where we are right now is just it is scary. I don't know. I mean, everybody's been scared since January. We're like, oh, my God, we've all been waiting for this moment. And now it's here. And, uh, you know, I think it's something to worry about. Very
0: hard differences. I Believe it or not, we only have a few seconds left. <laughs> I almost forgot we were on television. Um, uh, quickly, do you think we're going to get a deal this weekend, including Monday? Yes or no? I—I I mean, so before the X date was announced. Yes or no? No.
4: Yes. <laughs> no.
2: Peter. Framework
0: framework.
4: In. Right.
0: Yeah. And we have to leave it there for now. Thanks to my panel for joining us, especially Francesca. Happy birthday Monday and for sharing your reporting. Thanks to all of you for joining us as well. And don't forget to watch PBS News Weekend on Saturday for a look at the mental health services available to expectant and new mothers as maternal mortality rates in the U.S. continue to climb. I'm Lisa Desjardins. Good night from Washington.